Being a father is one of the greatest things to happen to me. You know, you have your highs, you have your lows, you learn, you're related, you make mistakes. I mean, that's just the reality of being a parent, being a dad. Welcome to The Art of Fatherhood, a podcast that takes you on the journey of fatherhood. Now here's your host, Art Eddy. This week's Art of Fatherhood podcast is being brought to you by Four Fathers. If you're tired of your look or you regret putting that I used to be cool bumper sticker on your car, you need to check out Four Fathers. No, I'm not talking about the founding fathers of America. I'm talking about the fantastic clothing brand, Forefathers. Yet, I do think George Washington the boys would rock a lot of the clothes from Forefathers. From the boardroom to the back nine, barbecues to bath time, changing diapers to changing oil, Forefathers offers beautifully designed, thoughtfully tailored, ultra-comfortable, and original polos for dads of all shapes and sizes. Inspired by what it means to be a true father, they celebrate the joys of this fatherhood adventure with fun and friendly dad apparel meant to be worn as a dad badge of honor. I love the attention to detail that Nick and his crew over at Forefathers have for their clothes. Their names alone are legit. There is the Meat Sweats, Glazed Over, Beer Me, and Turf Dad. And as a sneakerhead, there are so many sneakers that would match perfectly with all the Forefathers clothing line. So if you're looking for a unique gift for your dad or, dad, you want to purchase it yourself, check out all the great shirts, hats, and shirts for kids over at their site at shopforefathers.com. That's shop, F-O-R-E, fathers.com. What's going on, everybody? Artie here for another edition of the Art of Fatherhood podcast. I'm very excited to have this guest on. He's watched TV movies. You've probably seen him in so many different roles and all this good stuff. It's none other than Luis Guzman. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me, Sarah. How you doing? I'm good, Artie. How you doing, brother? Doing really well, man. Can't wait to talk a little bit about your acting and different TV shows, movies, especially uh, Wednesday. My family loves that show. But let's talk a little bit about fatherhood, man. I love your fatherhood journey for those who maybe not know everything that you and your family are about. But Talk to me about when you became a dad. What was kind of going through your mind, sir? It was a rough time because my first son passed away at birth. You know, and so I had to deal with that type of tragedy in my life. His name is Sebastian. Uh, he, he would have turned 32 last month. Sorry. And so out of out of his death, we ended up adopting four children and having our own biological daughter. So he kind of planted the seed because even though Sebastian was buried and stuff, we felt that, again, he gave us an opportunity to continue to be parents and be an adopted parent. That's it, having, having another child later on. We have five children, three girls and two boys. Being a father is one of the greatest things to happen to me. You know, you have your highs, you have your lows. You learn, you're related, you make mistakes. I mean, that's just the reality of being a parent, being a dad. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. I know that was tough um, sharing the beginning part. And one of the reasons why I appreciate your honesty and what you're going through is people that listen to my podcast, they come from all walks of life and some of them have similar journeys with you. And again, I feel like, and you think, I, I know you know this, that when you hear a story that's similar to yours, especially as a dad, you feel like you're in this tribe and you feel like, all right, it's not just me that went through that. Other people went through that. So thank you very much for sharing that. And 
like I said, with everything that you've done, sir, hard work, I'm guessing is one value you were looking to instill in them. Talk about some of the other values you're looking to instill into them as they were growing up. I will say this, man. When you are a dad, especially someone as Luis Guzman, there are a lot of positives. You know, uh, my kids get to travel with me. They get to see the world. They get to experience other cultures, other foods, check out beautiful museums check out different cities, what that life is like. That's something that I've always have enjoyed providing my children with. And then the flip side of that is missing my children because as they get older, you just can't take them out of school. You know, so as a father, you miss soccer games, you miss basketball games, an occasional birthday, an occasional play. It's a real balance. Yeah. You know, everybody thinks that, like, you know, not necessarily everybody, but for the most part, people think that, oh, wow, you you know, you're really successful and stuff like that. But, you know, there's, there's a, sometimes there's a bit of a downside because I love my children. Um, I love what I do. The real challenge was always finding the balance. Yeah. You know, um, and, um, it wasn't until some of my kids were like in their early 20s, because they're all young adults now. It wasn't until they hit their early 20s that I had the opportunity, they had the opportunity to vent to me, you know, because it was it was one of my daughters who said, you know what, Pop? I got to vent. I got to vent to you as your daughter to my father. Um. And it was a beautiful thing because as a father, I had to listen and just listen and not cut off and not make excuses, just listen. And I cried. I cried, you know, but it was something that I needed as a man, as a father. And so here I found myself with my kids in the early 20s and it's like, oh, wow. I got to make up for lost time. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm still in the process of that, you know. Um, and um, like I said, I tell this to many people, to my friends, the most important job you're ever going to have in your life is being a parent, yeah. being a father. You are their first love. Yep. You are their first love, you know. And, you know, it's like I said, it, it it brought me pleasure to do things with them. I missed them. It was funny. It was funny, man, because at the time, they're all close in age. You know, um, my, I have a 31-year-old, a 29-year-old, a soon-to-be 28-year-old, and my twins are 27. So that's like... What a good dad like, like move right there. You know, all the ages like right there. I love it. <laughs> You know, so so imagine, imagine, and I would travel with five kids by myself. Okay, <laughs> that's legit. But, but my but my kids, it was amazing because they all had their little rolly bag, and it was it would look like like mother duckling with her little ducklings, <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like checking in. 
And the people at the concert, man, these kids are really well behaved, man. Blah, blah, blah. So they know the art of traveling. <laughs> you know, they all they all know they are, and and it was it was so great because when they were small, and I'd be negotiating my deals through my agents, my kids would be like, "Pop, pop, if we're going with you, the deal breaker, if there's no pool, we ain't going. <laughs> no pool, no go. <laughs> you know, so I always said, yo, does this place have a pool? Does it have a pool?" Okay, find a place for the pool, dude. No pool, we don't go. You know? <laughs> and um but I also had the opportunity to instill certain things on my children. I was doing a movie in Hawaii one time, I flew them out. And we spent Thanksgiving morning at a homeless shelter mm. preparing meals for homeless people. Um Many times after we had a dinner and we had leftovers, we would drive around looking for somebody to give the leftovers to. You know, I I, I think those those things were were really important. You know? Yeah. Um such a great heart right there. Like again, just paying it forward, showing to pay it forward, but then also too what you said earlier about having your daughter just vent to it and you just listening, having, I think it, it, it speaks volumes of, you know, you and um, just your relationship with your kids where sometimes we always have that idea, like parents know everything. Right. And it's like what parents says and all that, but like you listening to your daughter and you, and, th and them seeing that, like, it's okay that I share my feelings and just share my frustrations with my dad and he will listen and accountability. I think that's huge, sir. I just, I love the fact that you guys have that open dialogue and that's a great example for them as they progress through life. And if they, you know, decide to have kids, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, like I say, uh, you learn a lot, you know, and it's important as a man, because, you know, my kids, our kids are growing up at a different time. You know, there's all this technology now that we didn't have when we were kids growing up. You know, um, you know, sometimes I remember them asking me to help them with their math homework. And I look at, I said, what kind of math is this now? And they go, division. I go, oh, okay. So I do my division formula that I knew. And they do their division formula that they're being taught. And we both come up with the same answer. And they go, Pop, how did you do that? <laughs> you know, like, what I did was magical. What they were doing was confusing to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And like, Reading books to your kids. Yep. That that no matter no matter how tired you were at the end of the day, and that 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 son and daughter walks into your bedroom, and would you read this book to me? And I go, you just can't say, "Oh man, I'm too tired." You know, you got to do it. Yep. And and there were times as they got a little older. That I would re be really tired. Say, you know what? Can you read the book to me? Yeah. You know, kind of flip it. You know. Yeah. yeah. But we were still, 
we were still together and stuff, you know. And you know, like I said, man, I'm 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 proud of my kids. You know, um, things weren't always perfect. I know that. You know, um, but for the most part, I think that they've had a pretty good life. Um, they're out in the world right now doing their thing. Yeah. You know, some of them are figuring it out and they will figure it out. And, uh, but I'm proud of them. I'm proud that I'm their dad. Yeah. You know, I'm proud that they're my children. You know, so, you know, but like I said, um, the reality is it all comes with challenges. And sometimes, sometimes as a father, you got to take a step back and say, wow, what you did there was good. Wow, what you did there, nah, man, not that way. Yeah. You know, because, because like I said, you have to, you have to learn. You have to learn from the bad and you have to learn from the good, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's the reality, you know, because I'm not going to sit here and just tell you everything was rosy, everything was gray, everything was the candy store. <laughs> well, you know what? Everything, we had elements of everything. That's reality. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if somebody didn't clean the bathroom, well, you know, if, if you got to be in the car by 7.30 to get to school and you're coming down at 7.35, well, you took off. Yeah. You know? Yep. And if you, you you know, and you can't wait for the last second. You gotta be there. Yep. You know? Uh so you know, there's like a lot of things, you know, but like I said, um there are things that I wouldn't do differently. There are things that I would do differently, you know, and I I love my children and like I said, I just really hope at this point in their life that they that they are doing well in the world. I believe they are, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and and, and it's interesting because you know when you have five, some communicate more than others and stuff like that. You know, so you have, you know, you have that that whole the whole chemistry thing. You know. That's, I mean, my question, my next question is like, is there a piece of advice you'd offer to new dads or just dads and dads in general? A lot of things you've been saying, I think they can use it as an advice, but what you said right there, spot on, because I only, I have two daughters. You've got five kids. And the idea of, for some reason, when you have the second kid or whatever, and you're just like, second kid comes in, you're like, oh, this should be like a cookie cutter of the second, of the, of the first one. But that's not going to happen because I was different than my sisters growing up, but like, the idea of communication and how people communicate differently. And that's what you got as a parent adapt to be like, all right, this person likes one-on-one. This person loves when we're going for a walk and talking. There's so many things. And you said right there, I, I love that because again, it's a great dad you are. You're picking up on the vibes of this child does this, this child does that. I have to work in different ways to get to the communicate to those children. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because those are, those are the, everybody has a different dynamic, you know, yeah. Like I said, everybody, everybody goes to different emotional stuff. Yeah. So you got you got to find, you gotta you gotta work on that balance for each of them, you know. Yeah. 
some 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 of my kids, a couple of my kids, I talk to a few times a week. A couple of my kids, I talk to a few times every couple of months. Yep. You know, it happens, and but the bottom line, the bottom line, you still love them, you still care about them. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. man. Um, thank you very much for sharing uh, your fatherhood journey with us. Of course, we'll finish off with the father quick five, but I want to ask you about, obviously, big fan of your work. First of all, like I said, my family and I on, on uh, Netflix love uh, Wednesday. It's it's a cool take on the Adams family. You obviously play the iconic role of uh, Gomez Adams. Talk a little bit about that role, working with that cast and just, you know, just kind of like going into that role of, you know, Gomez. What was your thoughts on like that whole experience? Well, first of all, I was honored to be asked to do it. I think that was, for me, an iconic moment in my career, mm. especially to be asked by a guy named Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. Who I, who I forever admire. Um, I grew up watching The Addams Family from the time that it was on TV in black and white to the time that they did the movie and Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. Um, and then to be asked to do that, you know, it was like, are you kidding me? For real? Uh, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, working with someone like like uh, Jenna Ortega, who played my daughter, who played Wednesday, uh, was very eye-opening. It was very welcoming to me. Um, the work that she put in to that character, how honest she was about it, how in, how invested she was into it, you know, playing alongside of uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, she, was, she was great. She taught me a lot about working with the camera, and I've been doing this for a long time, you know, so the beauty... The beauty of it is, the beauty of it is when you take on a challenge like this, but you're also learning from your co-star about stuff, you know. Yeah. So that was great, and you know, um, um, Alan Miles, the, the the two chief writers, the guys that created this man, their their writing was spot on, you know. Um, what I really loved about this show definitely was the writing. It was not slapstick, you know? Yeah. Um, it was situational. It was some of the best comedic writing that I have done oh, wow. in my career. It, it was just different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was just different. And, you know, to top it off, the, the, the rest of the cast of, of young people, that worked on this show and you know you get to work with someone like uh Tim Burton um I was also uh directed on another block by Ganja Ganja uh, Montiero who was a ph phenomenal director who happened to have grown up on the Lower East Side and we like ran with some of the same people that's awesome. You know? Yeah. You know? So, like I said, you know, just have the backing of, of Netflix. But more than, like I said, man, just being able to play that iconic role. Yeah. That, to be that Gomez, 
you know, I it's like I'm honored, man. I'm 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 blown away. I'm I loved it, you know. Um, you know, I was not ever. Oh, I just wanted to continue the legacy of that character and to compliment it and to compliment the John Ashtons, the, the Ralph Julias, you know, that have done this role. Yeah. You know, um, uh, I was not trying to duplicate what they did because they stand alone with those characters, you know. Um, what I understood about Gomez, he's a lover, loves his wife. He's passionate. He loves his daughter. Will look out for his family to the end. You know, those are like the ingredients. Oh, so how do you prepare? Well, being a dad, being a <laughs> husband. Hello. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's not like rocket science. It's not like, yo, tell me about being a dad, bro. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like, yo, yo, yo. Like the husband thing. Tell me, what is that all about? You know? You lived it, you know it, it's instilled in you, you display it. Yeah, no doubt. And you did, I, I, you mentioned like having your own spin on it. And I think you, the, the take you had on the character was great. Uh, you know, you mentioned obviously one of your favorite roles, but is there another role that you really are proud of just because maybe of where you were in your career at that time? So many, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough question. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Calito's Way was great. Boogie mm. Nights was great. Traffic was great. The Limey was great. Magnolia was great. Um, Punch Drunk Love, Anger Management, The Count of Monte Cristo, you know, Cold Black was great. How to Make It in America was great, you know. Uh, Johnson, Cincinnati was great. So, with. You know, with all of those roles, is it kind of like when people or fans meet up, you know, or see you on the streets and stuff like that? Are you just can you get a, can you get a gauge of like, oh, this person's going to say this movie, this person's going to say this TV show? <laughs> Most of the time, people will say, "I loved you in Ghost." <laughs> I was not in that movie. If I got a nickel, brother, I can't tell you how many times I told the story. If I got a nickel for every person that has told me that in the last 30 years, I own Disney, I own an island, and I will have my own airlines. Okay? I was not in Ghost. I did not kill Patrick Swayze. Okay? That was my boy, rest his soul, Rick Aviles. Yeah. All right? So I'm still here. Rick is gone, but I'm still representing him. I oh, love it. Um, what would you know, especially now with Netflix, and there's so many different mediums and, and ways to get your work out there or or get work, right? And especially with the pandemic, I'm guessing you know a, a lot of things have kind of taught all actors in that industry to be like, all right, this is how we're going to pivot and all this other stuff. But from all that experience, is if you could go have a time machine, go back and tell your younger self one thing about acting in your career, what would that one like outlier piece of advice be? Stay humble. Mm. Stay humble. Because humbleness keeps you going. Yeah. Humbleness, humbleness just shows that you're human. Mm. Yep. Hum humbleness just shows 
that you're open to learning. Being humble, man. Yeah. You know? It's a great it's a great piece of advice to give to your kids too, right? My not only my kids, my friends, other up and coming actors, young actors and stuff, you know, because you can't be full of yourself, man. Yeah. You know? You gotta be humble. You gotta be willing to, you know, put your hand out to people, you know. You gotta be a team player. You gotta be willing to learn, ask the good questions. You gotta be able to, you know, I, I always tell people you always wanna be invited back to the next party. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's that's like a metaphor, yeah, but it's true. Yeah. You know, um I have done a bunch of movies with Adam Sandler, a bunch of movies with Paul Thomas Anderson, a bunch of movies with Steven Soderbergh. I've done a bunch of HBO shows, Cinemax shows, Showtime shows, Netflix shows. You know, it's like I keep getting invited back, you know? And a lot of that has to do, like I said, I do my work, man. Yeah. You know? I do my craft, you know? I'm there to be very supportive of people, you know? And it's not about me. Yeah, and, and your, you know, just your credits and the TV shows and films to show, you know, again, you you walking the walk and not only talking to talk about being humble. One more question before I finish off with the father, quick five. And again, thank you for being generous with your time. You know, you, I know you were kind of joking about being, you know, Gomez, like, how do you be a dad? How do I be a, you know, a husband and all that? But for each project, you kind of prepare, depending on the role, things differently with your creative process, or is it similar? But talk a little bit about like when you prepare for a role is, do you have the same type of process or is it different for each role? Everything is different. Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, man, I look at every role as like giving me a blank canvas. Okay. You know, and I got to put a a stroke on it. Well, every stroke is going to be different. It's like it's like every snowflake is different. I'm 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 going to be that. Yeah. You know, um um I I don't I don't believe in my career I ever done the same role twice. Even though I could have played cops 10 times, even though I could have done this 10 times, I've never done them the same way because I've never, my reference is not to my characters. My reference is to life itself. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like, I don't have to imagine how to be a dad. I don't have, you know, I, I know what that's like. I don't have to imagine how to laugh. I know how to laugh. You know, I don't have to imagine how to cry, how to feel pain, how to feel joy. I've lived those things, you know, so, and they all come in different forms, you know, you know, different levels, you know, you yeah. tune it up, you tune it down, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, if, if I'm going to play a detective in, in, in a movie a couple of weeks from now, a month from now or whatever, I'm not going to think about the detective that I did in Q and a almost 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay. What's different about this guy, yeah. you know? And that's how I approach it. Um, how do I prepare? You know, I don't give it much thought. I wait for the word action, and boom, it's lit nice. from there. Nice. You know? I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Some things I do some research on just to get some of the background, some of the understanding of it. Just to say, okay, this is exciting, you know, this is a little over the top, 
you know, where do we where do we find that 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 medium? Um, my biggest thing is I don't think about what I'm going to do. Yeah, I I let things happen organically. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that's a that's a skill. Yep. You know, so. And a skill you're really well good at because of all the different credits and shows and films, man. So again, thank you very much for sharing that. Um, Father of Quick Five, favorite family movie. Again, I know they're kind of older and all that good stuff, but like, do you guys have a favorite family movie? A favorite? Oh, The Grinch. Nice. Okay. Is there a band or a song or an artist you couldn't wait to introduce your kids to at a certain age when they could appreciate that music? Carlos Santana. Nice, nice, love it. Um, and I love for me growing up, you know, in the, like the eighties and nineties, and when they when he came out, the album came out with all like the pop singers and all this stuff. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then like you do your research, like this dude is amazing. So it's kind of cool that yeah, he brought that his music to another generation. Describe the perfect family vacation. Where would it be? Oh man, it would probably be on Vieques Island in Puerto Rico. Flamingo Beach, baby. You can look 50 feet straight down. Yeah, just chill. Nice. Awesome. Uh, is there a person that you would love? I mean, you work with so many, but is there someone you'd love to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet on a project? Uh, very good question. Um, yeah, matter of fact, you know why You know why this is so hard? Because I've worked with so many people. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yep. I would have to say someone like I, I mean, don't really have an answer. No worries, no worries, because you worked with so many people. So it was kind of a it's kind of a fastball. And lastly, top three words you hope your kids would use to describe you as a dad, what would you want them to be? Top three words like you mean like in a sentence? It can be a sentence or it can just be like three words like loving, caring, just things like that. Definitely loving. Mm -hmm. Definitely supportive. Nice. And the last word that I would choose would be Poppy. Nice. Great three words right there. People, make sure you follow Luis on Instagram is uh, I am Luis Guzman, right? And then Louis from the Hood is your Twitter account? Yes, sir. All right, cool. Again, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, but really appreciate you being honest and just talking about your fatherhood journey. It means a lot. A big fan of yours. I wish you and your family continued success. But again, thank you for the time, man. Thank you, brother. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. I want to thank Four Fathers for sponsoring this week's Art of Fatherhood podcast. Nick, who started up the company, is a really cool guy, and he set up a really cool community over at Four Fathers. Not only can you get some sweet shirts for yourself, but there's also some matching stuff for your kids to rock with you. Like I said, awesome shirts named Meat Sweats, Glazed Over, Beer Me, Turf Dad. And like for me as a sneakerhead, I love the fact that there's so many cool clothing options that can match up with my sneakers. Go to shopforfathers.com. That's shop, F-O-R-E, fathers.com. Support Nick. He's got a lot of great shirts over there and a fantastic community he's building. And while you're on the internet, make sure you check out the Art of Fatherhood website over at artoffatherhood.net. You can check out podcasts, reviews, the Dad's Doing It Right column. You can win prizes, all that good stuff. And when you listen to the podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review. And I appreciate your support as I try to promote good fatherhood examples all around the world through my podcasts and articles. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the Art of Fatherhood podcast. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and go to theartoffatherhood.net.